In Florida Ag and Review for the week of February 6th, we had this report regarding some newly funded grants. Well, Rural Business Service Administrator Judy Canales says USDA is excited to have announced the recipients of their value-added producer grant program. The purpose of this program is to provide for an opportunity for uh, producers to be able to add value to that important commodity that they make. And so it allows that producer who is a business owner to uh, provide for uh, business expansion and entrepreneurship opportunities. And it also is a chance to help local businesses in the rural communities to get more access to capital. Canal says a grant of nearly $50,000 is coming to Florida to Paradise Farms Organic Corporation in Miami-Dade County. And it will be funds for um, a cash match for working capital to produce uh, junk food. And junk food is a nutritious snack food. And so this um, particular business is uh, also a um, uh, organic and they will use, like I said, these funds to be able to make this uh, nutritious snack food. So another way to add value to that important commodity product. Canales adds that the value-added grant program benefits the consumers looking for locally grown products as well as the producer. In the long run, that independent producer, they're business people. So this gives them a chance to add value to that important commodity and get more value and certainly return for their investment by having this value-added producer grant involved with their business. And Canales also notes that the projects provide financial returns and help create jobs. And with livestock, we had Randall Wiseman with this. Well, when you look at the year ahead, incoming National Cattlemen's Beef Association President J.D. Alexander from Nebraska said there are a lot of things in our nation's capital they'll be working on, and one of those is the estate tax. You know, in our industry, we build up a business and really try and pass it on to our next generation to have them to reward themselves with that as well. And we want them to be able to do that and live a life they love instead of having to worry about trying to pay for the estate tax. So that's going to be one of our number one goals is to uh, make sure we can on top of that and, and not allow anything negative to happen there. And Alexander says it's going to take all of us to make it happen. Other organizations, businesses, and so on may not look at it in our way, so we've got to make sure that we're loud and vocal and to get the thing that we need to do is uh, to allow our next generation to actually stay in the rural areas and continue our rural population. Of the many issues in Washington this year that NCBA will be working with, the estate tax is number one on the list. And when it comes to this week's 2012 Cattle Industry Convention here in Asheville, Alexander said we've seen a record number of attendees. We just broke an all-time record attendance of being over 7,000 people. And so you're going to count it to a lot of things. And number one is, I think, it's been a tremendous year. And in all aspects of the producers, uh, you know, whether it's your cow-calf, rancher, background, or feedlot operator, and so on. It's been a good year, and uh, we want to continue the good year of 2011, but we're going to be cautious of other things and be on our toes for 2012 as well. We also had an EPA update. Well, in an effort to keep you up to date regarding the latest on EPA's numeric nutrient criteria standards for Florida, we have Ashley Lyon, Deputy Environmental Counsel for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, with the latest on where we currently stand. The NCBA and the Florida Cattlemen's have our litigation over the federal rule, um, and those oral arguments were heard at the beginning of January, um, and they did go well. 
So um, we have that going on. At the same time, we have this Florida rule making its way through um, Florida's administrative procedures, um, which, of course, at this point, it has come out at the agency. It has passed the Environmental Commission, and now it has to be ratified by the state legislature. So we are waiting on action by the state legislature, and EPA has actually indicated that they are very supportive of the proposed rule as it stood coming out of the agency. And they have promised that if they do approve Florida's rule, that they will instigate a rulemaking to repeal what they have done in the state of Florida. Um, So we are hopeful that the legislature in Florida does ratify the rule um, and that uh, the EPA will then promulgate a rule that takes away the numeric nutrient criteria that they imposed on the state of Florida. And with the approaching implementation day of the EPA federal rule, line encourages producers to contact their local legislators in support of the state rule. And we will wrap up for this week with Everett Greiner. I tried to stay abreast of the feral hog problem in this country, but I can't. It grows faster than I can tell you about it. But Farm Press Magazine did a one-paragraph summary that tells just about all we need to know. Here it is. They can spread deadly swine flu. They can double in population every year. They will attack a human. They can climb a tree. They do over $50 million damage a year to crops in Texas alone. They can outthink a man, and they're impossible to eliminate. Is that all? No, there's more. A lot more. If you're a tree farmer, you know, apples, citrus, nuts, don't think you're immune. They have been known to damage trees. They know how to avoid danger. You can be assured that several states are trying any logical suggestion at all to control them. But so far, nothing has worked. Give up? Never. We can't afford to. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.